Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 138 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I am Seth, and this week, uh, Carly is not with us. She is doing some exciting things at Disney. So instead, Simon has joined us. Simon, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Introduce yourself and let us know what you've been up to. Hey there. Yes. Yeah, lots of good fun stuff. Lots of Disney, lots of Guardians of the Galaxy. Been in Universal just recently doing some tours of Orlando. We are actually, it's as crazy as this sounds, we are in the process of updating our guidebook, which is uh, dedicated to the UK market. We are now working on this for 2023 already. So, yep, we're, we're absolutely hip deep in everything to do with Orlando, Disney, the theme parks everything that surrounds it so yeah let's go 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 i, I can absolutely 100 empathize because i'm personally working on my uh 2023 guidebooks i'm i'm a little biased towards my guidebooks but i gotta say if you are from the uk market and you want something that is specifically focused on the needs of british visitors uh you can't do better than uh simon and susan's guidebooks so check Thank them you. out um so uh, me personally, I uh, if you watched last week, you know that I was in um, Las Vegas and I just got back yesterday. No human being should ever spend nine days in a row in Las Vegas. That's my advice. Even though there's a lot of amazing stuff to do in that town uh, and all that information will be going into my next uh, Las Vegas guidebook. I'm very glad to be home and uh, i'm a little jet lagged today so if you uh see me falling asleep on the broadcast just shout out me in the comments and i'll i'll try to wake up um but uh we've got a heck of a lot of stuff to talk about this week so without any further ado let's just get into the news Our news this week is definitely dominated by Star Wars news, and we are going to kick it off with the news that Magic Band Pluses are coming soon to Walt Disney World, and they are going to unlock new interactive experiences like Batu Bounty Hunters inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we've had regular Magic Bands around since 2013 for doing things like getting into the parks or unlocking your rooms, uh, making purchases. But now Magic Band Plus is going to add new interactive features, haptics, and lights. And part of this will be integrated into a game inside Galaxy's Edge uh, called Batu Bounty Hunters. It sounds a little similar to the game that you can play currently on the data pads, uh, but it will be a new thing. And you'll also be able to get uh, uh, augmented reality uh, images through the app in conjunction with the Magic Band in this new Star Wars game. Um, Simon, uh, what is your take on Magic Band Plus? Are you a Magic Band fan and are you looking to upgrade to a Magic Band Plus? Uh, yeah, I, I think if there's one thing that would make me do it, it's, it's this bounty hunter experience. Mm -hmm. Part of the, the week we spent at Disney just gone, they, we, we got a full uh, sort of lowdown on this, the full explanation of how it's going to work, what it is going to be, when they're going to introduce it. 
and it to me the bounty hunter thing is is definitely something I, i'd sign up for we love that the the data pad idea mm -hmm. in in galaxy's edge because that really brings the whole area to life i mean it's it's not just walls and doors it, it has a real meaning when you go mm -hmm. into the data pad and you you get fully involved in the the first order and the resistance um stories and i we just love the idea of this bounty hunter thing because you know when you've been to batu before you've seen all the details you're still taking it all in now you're going to have that something extra to do that's going to keep mm -hmm. you busy keep you focused and and really you know help to to keep you immersed in that story which is what galaxy's edge is all about and you know is simply the best area in in Walt Disney World for us yeah i uh i remember when the galaxy's edges first opened i went crazy with that data pad i did every single task at one point i was the wealthiest man in <laughs> in either batu i got to meet with the designers of the system at a uh an event once and showed them my data pad and <laughs> they were kind of amazed at everything i had cleared in it but uh you know it, they they pretty much put out a wave of tasks when it first came out and there were promises there would be updates and additions but really hasn't happened so those of us who are really into it have probably long since completed all the tasks and it will be nice to have some new activities uh to do um in addition to Star Wars Bounty Hunters, there's also the Disney Fab 50 quest, uh, which is going to be related to those statues of 50 mm -hmm. different Disney yep. characters that can be found around the uh, Walt Disney World parks. And also, if you remember the old Glow with the Show merchandise, uh, the light up ear hats and wands, uh, those kind of faded away. But you're going to be do, able to do something very similar uh, when you see um, Harmonious at Epcot or Disney Enchanted at, at Magic Kingdom, uh, the new Magic Band Pluses will uh, buzz and light up in sync with the shows. So yeah, it's a bit like going to a concert where you you know the old for us oldies where you hold up your your lighter and you you got well, you used to hold the light yeah the lighter yes. and the, yeah. yeah now now we're going now for it's a cell magic phones band. Yes. <laughs> exactly no, magic band I think yeah magic that, band to me is a, is a bit much better use of the magic band absolutely um well uh, uh the old magic bands will continue to work with their old features and they will still uh looks like the old ones will still be on sale uh the new ones are not supposed to come out till later this year um some were uh leaked uh accidentally at uh world of disney at uh disney springs the other day and uh so if you got one of those it, it you probably can't even activate it yet um Not you weren't much. you weren't supposed to see that uh, <laughs> but uh these are going to be officially coming later this year and also later this year at disneyland resort they haven't given us much details on what exactly it's going to do at disneyland uh but keep posted i'm sure one of us will get one uh, as soon as they come out. Uh, I know they were testing them out at the media event uh, the other day. So uh, stay tuned for that. Next up, there is a new Star Wars virtual reality experience now available at Disney Springs. It is a preview of Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which is a VR game available on the MetaQuest uh, otherwise known as the Oculus. Uh, it was uh, rebranded when uh, Facebook rebranded as Meta, but uh, whatever you call it, it's a great game if you are into VR. I actually own this at home on my Quest. Um, if you do not own a Quest headset yet, uh, you can head over to Disney Springs. Um, it was previously available at Disneyland's Downtown Disney uh, last year. Now you can try it out Disney Springs for free. 
you get a sample of the game. Uh, I can try it out between noon and 10 p.m. every day over at the west side. Uh, and if you do it, you'll even get some uh, free giveaways. Um, and it's a great sample of what I think is a really great game. Are you into VR? Have you tried any of the VR Star Wars experiences out there? I, I haven't yet. But I mean, if you remember a couple of years ago when there was the, the um, exhibition or if you like the experience at Disney Springs called The Void. Oh, uh, yes, uh, The Void. first opened, I mean, we were blown mm -hmm. away by how immersive that was and what a great experience it provided. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen it. Obviously, that that kind of something went seriously wrong there for them to disappear <sighs> kind of overnight. The, but if someone's going to write a book someday about that sad story of the void, because they had a I, lot of potential. They, they oh. did a great um they had a Ghostbusters one. They had a Avengers one that was very, you know, I really thought that the Void was the top of the game um, for VR because it wasn't just wearing a headset. There were things you could exactly. touch. There were some yes, you feel. Right. So they've, yeah, Void is uh, no longer in business, sadly. But I really think, you know, and I just came back from Vegas. I did Sandbox VR, which replaced the Void in Las Vegas, and they have a Star Trek uh, VR, just not on the same level. Ah, uh, uh, Okay. But I would say that for a home experience, the Tales from the Galaxy's Edge is the next best thing I've done to the Void, uh, and uh, and it definitely you know you you can't make a reservation in advance, and there can be a line. So head over there, uh, and they will put you on a wait list uh, if they're uh, if they're not doing a physical queue, um, but they'll get you in there, um, and uh, you know uh, if, if you were lucky enough over. Uh, Star Wars Day, May 4th and 5th, they're actually offering this, uh, the full version of it for half price uh, through the app. Um, but honestly, even at $25 for the game, I, I paid full price when I bought it and I thought it was completely worth it. So you have to be at least age 13 to participate. Um, and you can head on over to DisneySprings.com slash MetaQuest if you want some more information about this. Excellent. Moving on from more Star Wars news, the... Uh, the pet supply company Chewy is looking for Chewbacca pet lookalikes. Uh, to mark May the 4th, uh, they celebrated uh, the beloved character of Chewbacca with a nationwide Chewy casting call for Chewbacca pet lookalikes. And if you have a pet that looks like Chewbacca, uh, you can just share it on social media, tag at Chewy using the hashtags, hashtag Chewy casting call and May the 4th be with you. Anytime in May, even though we're past the 4th right now, you still have to the end of the month to enter yourself in this. And if you win, you might get a custom Star Wars-themed photo shoot with Chewy Studios, a spotlight feature on their website, some exclusive Star Wars items, and even a framed photo shoot photo. Um, and uh, you can head on over to Chewy and find exclusive Star Wars collectible items for your pet, too. Um, so Simon, do you have a pet that could qualify for this? Uh, and we, look like we, Chewbacca? We, we do have a pet, but I, I think poor old Ruthie is getting on a bit in years. I think Aww. she might struggle to do a, a, a passable Don't Chewbacca <laughs> impersonation. But well, if, if we could come up with a substitute, we would just steal into the, the, the uh, Antarctica area of SeaWorld. Um, and just borrow one of their baby emperor penguins. Because <laughs> when you see them, you know, for, for the first time, the baby emperor penguins, they are just like baby Wookiees. Yes. They, 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 they are so cute. So we might have to sneak in there, borrow one of those, and, 
and make that our our submission for for this chewy casting call. It's a hilarious idea. Well, I I think I'm I might need to submit this. This is uh this is a picture of my my late cat uh, OJ uh, <laughs> posing with my our Chewbacca doll, and you can see they are just they're like bro blood brothers. Absolute uh, twins. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, Twinsies. Yeah, if I was going to participate, I would I would have to submit that one. Uh, <laughs> but I know in our household, uh, we always have a shipment from Chewy, uh, whether it's cat litter or food or, or some medical treatment, we always have something on the way. So, uh, if you are interested in this, head on over to Chewy.com, uh, and get your, get your Chewbacca photos ready. Get, get it, get in there. You know, it's going to be fun. Love you, OJ. All right. Uh, continuing with the Star Wars news. New Star Wars experiences have landed at the Disneyland Resort, and throughout May and June, uh, you can the force is with the Anaheim Park. Um, Disneyland guests can already uh, experience lots of Star Wars uh, fun in Galaxy's Edge and, and Tomorrowland, but uh, currently through July 4th, uh, you can experience Hyperspace Mountain, which is an amazing overlay of space mountain in tomorrowland which uh turns it into the battle of jakku a little prequel to the force awakens um and you can also enjoy ex uh, appearances from captain phasma and her detachment of first order stormtroopers patrolling the land along with some limited time photo ops uh posing on the throne from the book of boba fett uh, and all other photo spots available throughout the downtown Disney district and the hotels. Um, there's a lot of special food and beverage going on. Um, what, uh, what would you do if you were out in Disneyland here? What would be the top of your list to celebrate uh, Star Wars? It's no longer Star Wars Day or Week. It's like Star Wars Month and a Half now. <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, I, I really like the sound of Hyperspace Mountain. To me, you know, I mean, as, as, as fun as the stormtroopers are around, and I just love that um, sense of style and, and place that they, you know, menace mm -hmm. they provide. I think, I think that's terrific. Um, to me, Space Mountain originally was the second Disney ride I ever did. Mm. Um, and the idea of, of giving it this new hyperspace um, overlay um, and just throwing in some some hints of Star Wars, and you know, I mean, it, it's the obvious ride to to for them to plus in this way. So that would be very much you know high on my list, and I, I just love being in that immersive Star Wars environment. So you know, show me the the Star Troopers and that kind of thing, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to be there taking video and trying to trying to put them off their stride maybe just a little bit. Absolutely, um, yeah. Hyperspace Mountain is one of my favorite. Uh, theme park attraction seasonal overlays and it's one of those things that when galaxy's edge came around uh, you know i was afraid that all the focus would shift there and things like uh you know hyperspace mountain and even star tours itself would go away but those both seem to be going really strong and um uh they're even um uh if you want some more star wars merchandise at disneyland uh you can stop by the star wars trading post in the downtown disney district because that has recently uh expanded offering even more merchandise uh, and all of if all this Star Wars merchandise makes you hungry uh, then all of the Disney parks both in Disneyland and Walt Disney World are right now doing special Star Wars themed food it obviously kicked off on May the 4th 
but it's running in many of these locations through the end of the month. Uh, honestly, there is too much different food to detail everything. Um, you've got uh, special stuff celebrating Black Spire Day inside Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Docking Bay 7 has some uh, special pasta dishes and a, a mineral mousse dessert. Um, you get special uh, types of popcorn and variations on the blue milk in the souvenir cup. Um, even a special Black Squadron lager beer. Uh, I'm always happy to try a new beer. Um, Disneyland Park has stuff at Galactic Grill. Um, and uh, uh, top of my list, the Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen on Main <laughs> Street has a Grogu candy apple. Um, you can never get too much food shaped like Baby Yoda, at least in my book. So it would seem. Uh, <laughs> and of course, there's also uh, stuff happening in the downtown Disney district and also um, part of the Disneyland After Dark event. Uh, those are all sold mm -hmm. out, but they had even more exclusive over the top uh, Star Wars food. Um, honestly, like you could get diabetes and a heart attack just by <laughs> reading these menus. Yes. You know, I, I am personally this, this might be a little bit of a hot take. I always think that the specialty food at a lot of these events looks a lot better than it tastes. Um, it's it's often a lot of stuff that's really colorful and really attractive in Instagram photos. It's and usually sweet. too sweet for me oh, to finish yeah. all, any of it. But I mean, just look at those uh, lightsaber churros available at <laughs> Disney Springs in a wide variety of colors. Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I... I I couldn't finish them all, but I sure would want to try just about anything, except maybe the gray ice cream. I don't know what Disney's obsession is with gray desserts. Uh, we started with the gray stuff at Beauty and the Beast. Now we've got gray ice cream to celebrate the Millennium Falcon. Uh, you can get that over at the Polynesian Village's Pineapple Lanai. I personally, I'm sticking with the Dole Whip. It's a nice yellow you know, I can deal with that color. I, I don't, I'm not really into gray desserts. Maybe that's just me. Do we have time for a quick pop quiz here? We I'm always gonna, have time. Right. We okay. always have time. Um, this, I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right. If I told you that my second ever Disney ride was Space Mountain, mm -hmm. would you be able to guess what my first ride was if I told you that I was there in 1987? 1987. Uh, Disneyland. Disneyland, not Disney Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. Um, well, would that have been Star Tours? Because that's Absolutely Star Tours open. Right. Absolutely you, spot on. Yeah. Would well you done. the crowds for that ride, yep. that first opening year, you used to have to stand all the way down Main Street uh for that ride. We had no idea what we were getting into <laughs> that, that morning. It was two months after Star Tours had opened. We were there for rope drop. We 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 just got caught up in this massive swell of people sort of this great river of people heading straight in this step we didn't know where we were going what we were going to see and suddenly we were surrounded by star wars stuff and we were utterly blown away that I, was just incredible i can you know i can think back to the first time i rode that not at disneyland but when it was built at disney world and just you know um i'd been on a couple of primitive motion simulators at that point but nothing 
nothing to the level of Star. And I, you know, I can remember reading news reports when Star Tours uh, first opened Disneyland. People had never seen anything like that, and people were wondering how they dug all those miles and miles of tunnels for all that track. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, and Brian, Brian is is pointing out that this is the 35th anniversary of Star Tours, and uh, like oh, I said, course, before, yes. like I said Good before, uh, you know, even though we've got uh, much more technically advanced stuff at, at Galaxy's Edge, um, to me, Star Tours has still uh, held up. I gotta disagree here with Brian, though. Brian is saying that his his least favorite destination uh, on Star Tours, I assume, uh, in not real life because uh <laughs> is Kashyyyk, um which is the wookie planet uh his least favorite destination i will say that is also my wife's least favorite destination because the first time we ever wrote it was at a media uh event um uh, when the, the the second version of star tours opened we were invited there to a private party that was an all-you-can-eat sunday bar and unlimited rides on star tours uh unlimited Ice cream and unlimited Star Tours is a terrible combination if you are at least prone to motion sickness. And that Kashyyyk sequence put my wife over the edge very badly. But I got to say, I love that sequence simply for the fact that a Wookiee lands on your windshield and slowly slides off. And you can see the handprints that he leaves behind on the glass. I kind of I kind of love that. Um, if you are interested, uh, yes, Brian mentions that there's a Star Wars celebration panel and they're going to be talking all about Star Tours, the Halcyon and Galaxy's Edge. Uh, that's happening uh, at Celebration later this month. So we're going to move on. More Disney news, not directly Star Wars related, but Hey Disney is coming to Alexa, adding Disney magic to the Amazon digital assistant, both while you're at on vacation and at home um select walt disney world hotel guest rooms are getting uh custom alexa units which will have adorable little uh, mickey mouse designs and they are going to let you communicate uh with a disney digital assistant as well as more than 25 disney characters uh that will be able to help you out while you're on vacation. And if you have an Alexa at home, you'll also be able to uh, subscribe to the service and get to get all your Disney information from your Alexa unit at home. Now, I personally am a little salty about this because I attended the uh, Destination D23 event uh, about half a year ago. And Josh Tomorrow personally promised me that I would get one of these devices mailed to me at home and I'd be able to test this out. And uh, I still have yet to get mine in the mail. Supposedly oh, it's supposedly it's coming any day now. But uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh, if these start selling up, showing up in your hotel rooms before I get mine, we're going to have to have a word. Are you an uh, Alexa user or are you a digital uh, assistant no, person no, I, in I your home? I have to admit a lot, a lot of this goes straight over my head these days. But, you know, having seen the um, sort of the inspiration and the, the, the introduction of this Hey Disney thing at the, the media event we were just at this week, um, it's certainly cute. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add an extra dimension to people's stays at any Disney resort. And I must mm -hmm. admit, I mean, I'm still a sucker for the, the, the Mickey Mouse wake-up call in the morning. Ah. 
So this oh, is, yes. Yeah, this is this this goes the extra yard now to give you way more, you know, sort of Disney character experience and interaction. So, you know, for, for your Disney hotel experience, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with this. I mean, it's, it's just a very clever idea. Obviously, it's something they've been talking about for a while and we're finally getting to see it now. But, you know, I think, yeah, this this is going to be, be you know, just good fun. Um, yeah. It's it's classic Disney. Um, I I got to say, I was always kind of skeptical about the digital assistance. Siri on my iPhone never seems to know exactly what I want. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, we 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 upgraded to a more efficient um, air conditioning system in our house. And with it came a digital thermostat that had Alexa built in. And uh -huh. since then, she has become an indispensable <laughs> part of our lives. She turns the temperature up and down. She turns the lights on and off. She wakes us up in the morning. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this because I want to set it to Chewbacca's voice uh -huh. so that no yeah. matter what I ask Alexa, Alexa, what's the weather like? <laughs> what time is it? Alexa just responds going, and Alexa Very just good. answered. Alexa just answered me right now. So, uh, that's the other problem. You can never say the word Alexia uh, if unless you want her to uh, wake up. Uh, Brian has some great uh, samples here. When she does, uh, this does get activated. You can try saying, "Hey Disney, when is the reservation system going to be dropped?" <laughs> and then uh, see what Alexa says. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I'm, I, you know, I haven't gotten mine in the mail yet. Like I said, I'm still a little salty. But uh, when these do happen, you'll be able to activate it through the Amazon Alexa skills store. I think there's going to be an extra charge for this to use it at home. But they haven't told us exactly what. Uh, they haven't told us when this is exactly showing up here or in Disneyland. But later this year uh, or this summer, at least in Disney World. So we'll keep an eye on it. Definitely stay tuned for that one, I think. All right going to go a little further afield right now Ooh, yeah. um, and talk about Adventures by Disney, who has released their 2023 itineraries, including the British Isles, which you may know a little something about, and Sicily. Uh, families are going to be able to explore even more of the world with two brand new Adventures by Disney's itinerary in 2023. Uh, they are going to be visiting the best of the British Isles on a 10-day, nine-night adventure uh, that features Dublin, Belfast, Antrim Coast, Glasgow, Edinburgh, and London. Uh, it's the first time that Adventures by Disney has ever taken guests to Northern Ireland. Um, they're going to have nine of these British Isle departures, and four of those are going to be adults only. So uh, if you are a Disney fan who does not like children, uh, and yes, there are some of us out there, that might be perfect for you. Uh, your other option in 2023 is going to be a tour of Sicily, um, which is going to be an eight-day, seven-night adventure through Italy. Um including uh, visits to Palermo, Montreal, uh, Agrigento, Piazza Marina, Catalogne, Sersusa, Mount Etna, and Tomarina, and none of those pronunciations were good, so you can send me a pizza as uh, <laughs> punishment. Um, you're even going to get to visit five of Sicily's seven UNESCO World Heritage Sites, um, and there are going to be 10 of those departures. Three of those are adult only as well. Um, 
Plus, there's going to be private adventures. If you really want to take it over the top, you've got a private party of up to 12 guests, and uh, you can be exclusive. Um, these uh, trips are not cheap, uh, but uh, from everyone I've told, I've been talked to who have ever been on an adventure by Disney, you absolutely get what you pay for. Um, you get expert guides, you get really exclusive experiences, really well curated. Um, these uh, itineraries are going to open up on May 13th, 2022. So um, uh, adventuresbydisney.com or better yet, uh, our friends at Destination Character Travel, uh, you are going to want to jump on those the second that they become available because these things book up. Simon, wow. have you ever taken an Adventure by Disney tri trip? Uh, I, I haven't, no. But I mean, I've, talking, I've, I've spoken to the, you know, the people that run these tours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we do a lot of traveling um, as as Vanessa Travel Media, and certainly we we know Europe very well. Um, and I'm thrilled that they're doing a, a tour that is specifically for the British Isles, mm -hmm. because we see so many people going to the UK and just going to London. And, and mm -hmm. as good as London is, it's not a truly British experience. There is mm -hmm. so much more to see. And we know by reputation that Adventures by Disney, they get you under the skin of a destination. You really get to feel... Yeah. The, the, the true history, the true culture, um, and a really, you'll get an absolutely A1 experience from this. So I think the British Isles is a no-brainer for them. I think they'll do it terrifically well. The idea of going to Northern Ireland, Belfast, some of these other places that people wouldn't necessarily normally think of, but yeah, they're going to give you a really authentic experience. Yeah. Um, Sicily would certainly be on my list as well, because my only previous experience of Sicily was going there on a cruise about 20 years ago. Um, we went, it came into Palermo for the day, um, but unfortunately it was a Sunday and, and Sicily was closed. Closed down, yeah. I mean, it yep. was shut. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the least illuminating visit <laughs> I've ever had to anywhere because there was nothing open, nothing to see. You didn't know what you were looking at. This was in the yep. days before the internet and mobile phones when you could just sort of, you know, get, get on your little gadget and it could tell you all about what you were looking at. I mean, we had no idea. So yeah. we were... We, we wandered around in a daze for about two hours and, and then got back on the ship because that was it. We'd seen Palermo. Yeah. I, you know, personally, my preference when I'm going someplace is to not be with a huge group. I like to explore things on my own and dig around. Mm -hmm. But I would yeah. make an exception for an adventure by Disney trip because, you know, it's not just a bus package tour where they're taking you to the exact same, you know, uh, uh, guided tour on the surface as everyone else they really you know dig in find exclusive experiences find things that really connect you to the culture and the history of the place you're going it, you know not something that that you're just gonna uh find you know on the front page of any guidebook um so yeah if if, if i had the spare cash lying around uh this this would definitely be something that i would consider it, it's worth saving up for that one that's yeah. a, a special experience yeah uh, next up, let's uh, move away from Disney. Oh my gosh, there is something other than Disney <laughs> in the world of travel. Uh, and that is Cedar Point, which is opening up for their 2022 season on May 7th, which is today as we are recording it. Their 153rd summer is underway with favorite thrill rides, signature events, family-friendly attractions, and they have some new dining experiences hotel experiences and ways to make memories available right now. Uh, some of the big highlights this year is they have added a new farmhouse kitchen and grill in Frontierland. It's got some delicious dishes like roasted corn 
roasted corn ribs. I'm not sure. I think there might be a comma missing there. I think they might be roasted <laughs> corn, comma ribs, because I'm not aware of corn having ribs. Uh, but they've got house-made chili and flank steak with chimichurri. And uh, what I would like to check out is a brownie a la mode baked in a cast iron skillet. Um, they've also reopened the Castaway Bay uh, Water Park Hotel. Uh, it's been reimagined with uh, themed habitats that extend all the way to the guest rooms. Uh, they've got new characters, entertainment. Uh, including what I would love to see, a nightly fish parade. Because most fish I know of just flop around on the ground when they're out of water. But if they have found a way to train fish to actually walk in a parade, that's something I want to see. Um, uh, that that uh, hotel has reopened as of just yesterday, May 6th. Uh, and they've also completely renovated the Sawmill Creek, uh, which is about a 10-minute drive from Cedar Point. Uh, that's going to be opening up this summer, and it's a nature-inspired resort uh, surrounded by 200 acres of woodlands with a signature Tom Fazio-designed golf course. Um, that's going to open up on June 13th. If you want to enjoy all of this stuff, uh, pick yourself up a limited-time summer pass uh, for $99 plus tax and fee. You can enjoy Cedar Point uh, all season long through Labor Day. Uh, which is a pretty darn good deal. Uh, Simon, have you ever been to Cedar Point? This is one I of my have. bucket list. One of my bucket list oh, parks. Really? I have not I made it out to. Oh, wow. Cedar Point, Stay. Kings Island. I need to do a Midwest tour one of these days. Um, I, I would say if there is an alternative to, to Walt Disney World mm -hmm. um, in terms of the hotel and ride experience, I mean, to me, Cedar, Cedar Point is way up there in, in terms of what it offers, what it provides, and the overall sort of the vibe that it gives you. I mean, it's it's obviously not a, a theme park in the same way that Disney is, but yeah. they do have a terrific selection of rides. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful location right on the lake. Um, there's a beach. The, the resorts are nice. Um, I especially like the fact that they've paid more attention to the resorts and their dining experiences in recent years. Yeah. So they've really upgraded there. They've always had terrific rides. But for about seven years, Susan and I split our time between Michigan, where she's from, and, and here in Orlando. Mm. Um, and Cedar Point was only a few hours drive away. So, you know, we would go there, you know, usually a couple of times each summer. And it's just a terrific, A, it's a terrific day out, but it's definitely somewhere where you can go for three or four days and be royally entertained for the whole time because the, the, the way Cedar Point has developed in the last sort of 10, 15 years is very much like Orlando. Um, mm. All the, the you know, supportive attractions that are there, there's golf, there's there's dining, dinner shows. It's got the full, you know, if you like, the full menu, the full catalogue of of great themed, you know, entertainment um, in terms of, you know, being based around a, a particular um, a, a attraction like Cedar Point itself, the, the theme park. And the rides like, you know, Top Thrill Dragster, mm -hmm. um, Millennium Force, um, uh, the, the, uh, the other really big coaster that I can't think of at the moment. It's red, if that helps. Uh, well, <laughs> but, I mean, just, you know, blockbuster rides. I, I have uh, I've always wanted to collect some of those coaster credits there. Uh, my, my friends who are, are coaster lovers always rave about uh, Cedar Point. Uh, yes, <laughs> John is jumping in. Steel Vengeance, I think, is the one that you might have been thinking of. Uh, they've got a real world-class 
collection of, of uh, attractions, absolutely. And it's nice to see how they have uh, really fleshed out their offerings on the dining and the uh, and the uh, hotel side. Uh, yeah, John votes for both Cedar Point and Kings Island. It's uh, one of these days I will make it out there. Got to sure. go, Seth. Got to go. It's it's a true American experience, and you know, they, like you said, we, we they have raised their game in recent mm-hmm. years, and it's 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 a great. Great experience. Well, speaking of a true American experience, there's nothing, uh, even though it started in Europe, I feel like there's there's nothing more American than Barbie, uh, even though she isn't originally from Europe. Um, and uh, the world of Barbie is taking the iconic dolls Dreamhouse and Camper on the road. Uh, yeah, it's Barbie's world and we're just living in it. Uh, and uh, Mattel and Kilburn Live are teaming up to bring an immersive attraction called the World of Barbie on tour. You'll be able to walk inside a life-size version of Barbie's dream house. Um, uh, West Coast Customs has built a life-size version of her camper van. Um, There's going to be plenty of places to take selfies. Uh, You'll be able to walk the pink carpet and stand inside a life-sized Barbie uh, toy box and even board Barbie's spacecraft to blast off uh into the galaxy with her um this north american world of barbie tour is kicking off in summer of 2022 in toronto canada and it is going to be stopping in new york chicago houston los angeles and other cities uh i can't believe that orlando is not on that list already because we know that orlando back in the day at epcot was home to an infamous barbie show uh, and I think we deserve to get this Barbie uh, activation here. What do you think? Um, yeah, well, there's, there's a there's a whole world of um, possible comments. Probably better range. Lots to unpack slightly. there. Uh, yes, yeah. There's an awful lot of pink. Um, I love the idea of the spacecraft. I think that's 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 clever. Bringing, <laughs> it looks bringing like a little Star it. Tours. Uh, it, it does. I mean, and also, um, I'm reading a, a or. Reading and watching the, the the series called The Expanse at the moment, which is true epic space travel adventure. Yes, yes. Um, and you know anything like that is suddenly <laughs> going to get my attention now. So you know I, I can potentially be be a, a customer for the at least the the spaceship experience. Yeah. And, Let's go and see what that's like. So I, I think um, if you you or I want to go, we need to find a, a small child to take because I, I feel like I would feel a little creepy, uh, you know. Yeah, hanging yeah. out at the world of Barbie by myself. Well, uh, our niece is is 15, 16, so yeah. maybe just a bit maybe. too old, but certainly yeah. she could she could be you know good a good excuse to go and give that a try. <laughs> well, if this interests you, uh, head on over to theworldofbarbie.com. Uh, more details are going to come later in this year, and you can go to that website and uh, pre-register for the pre-sale, so you can be among the first to get your tickets when Barbie comes to your town. Uh, finally, we are going to finish off the news uh, at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Northern California, uh, where Sidewinder Safari, a new spinning family coaster, is slithering to life starting <laughs> on May 28th. Um, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom already has more than 60 rides and attractions, and its 11th roller coaster is going to combine the thrill of a spinning coaster with a live reptile encounter that guests can experience as they wait in the queue. Um, So you will get to see some snakes and lizards 
up front, uh, up close uh, while you're waiting to board the ride, and then you will get to spin through 1,378 feet of track. Um, every ride is a little different because you never know which way it might spin. Um, are you a fan of spinning family coasters like this? Uh, does this um, look like a, well, I mean, one you'd line up for? I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm very tempted to say that you know, is is this where Primeval World is, is taken? <laughs> I was going to. I was just going to say exactly if you uh, if you take a look uh, at the video. Uh, oh, I'm going to mute this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to mute that just for copyright reasons. But uh, <laughs> if you take a look uh, at the video, boy, it sure does look an awful look, lot like uh, Primeval World. Just saying, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. This is a this is you know I I can't tell the exact tra track layout, but this does look like a fairly uh, standard, shall we say, off the shelf uh, spinning coaster from a well known manufacturer. But uh, you know, if you haven't been on one of these, these are a lot of fun. There's a reason why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why this was? There's a reason why people, even though Primeval World was probably the worst themed Disney attraction in any Walt Disney World theme park, there are a lot of people who were sad oh, to see it no, go. No, no. Now, oh, now we're open. Oh, okay. All right. All right. What do you think had world. had a less cohesive theme than? Uh, because Primeval World was literally a bare steel coaster dropped in the middle of an old parking lot. Uh, true, that, I mean, true. that's what it was themed as. So I guess true, if your yes. theme is to not have a theme, then it was well themed <laughs> to not being themed. But uh, yeah, what would what would you say is is uh, even I, less I themed than that? I have got a point of very accusatory finger. Another another attraction that isn't there at the moment in um, DCA or what was Disney oh. California Adventure, and it, I mean Superstar Limo to me well. was just one of the 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 most uh, appalling throw togethers it was like you know they they gave an imagineer 10 minutes to come up with a design and say okay we're <laughs> going to start building it tomorrow um, and that was superstar limo that yeah was well that's not that's Why? not a whole whole i mean arguably there is there was a theme to that it was just so incompetently done uh yeah, so that, that begs the question is it better to have no theme or a terrible theme uh, that would be <laughs> that's an argument for another episode but uh, either way hey at least this attraction does seem to carry through with its snake theme by having a collection of actual reptiles uh in the queue <laughs> reminds me a little bit of uh of cobra's curse uh at uh bush garden Bush Gardens, Tampa. of course yeah. yes yeah it's a uh, slightly more simplified version yeah, um, but I mean, it would might make it more interesting if they actually threw the snakes in the car with you. So that, that would make really, for a very exciting really keep ride. You, keep you on your toes. I don't really think that's fair to the snakes, though. Mm, I, I don't snakes, care about the snakes on a theme park ride. Yeah. It could be a movie. <laughs> we'll get Samuel L. Jackson. It'll <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, just about. <laughs> takes care of uh, all of the news for this week. Um, but before we get into the main attraction, uh, I think it is very important that we hear a word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort? Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise? Or any other major cruise line? No problem! So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family.
It's time for the main attraction. All right, for our main attraction, new details have been revealed about Epcot's transformation at Walt Disney World. Uh, there was a big press event this week. Uh, I was not cool enough to be invited to it, but Simon was. Uh, so we are uh, very lucky to have him give us the whole breakdown of everything he's learned. Um, the very brief uh, overview is that uh, we've got four unique neighborhoods now at Epcot. Um, World Showcase and uh, is still around. Uh, but Future World is gone. Instead, we have World Celebration, World Discovery, and World Nature. Um, and we got some more tips about the transformation that is coming there. Uh, updates to the reimagined Epcot Entrance Plaza. Uh, we have a little bit more look at the uh, planter that is replacing the fountains that used to be there. It's got uh, references to the old five-ring Epcot logo. Uh, we've got a new event space called Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza, which is coming that is replacing the big tower that was originally announced and then later scrapped. Um, the Connections Cafe and the new Creation Shop have been open for a while, but we got a little bit more about Dreamer's Point, which is going to feature a statue of Walt Disney. But the biggest uh, element, the most important element that we are going to talk about right now is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind officially opened on May 27th, but the media got to ride it. I personally get to ride it during an annual pass preview this coming Monday, but Simon uh, got to take several laps on the ride. Mm -hmm. And let's just get into it. Tell us about your experience. Is this worth the hype? Was this worth the wait? Yes and yes. All right. Well, we're <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, Thank you yeah. all. Have well, a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, a, it's the, obviously, it's the $60,000 question, and they really have poured a huge amount of, of galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy um, uh, vibe and style and theming in, into this ride. Um, and it starts the, the moment you see the, the spacecraft outside, I think it's the Starcraft from um, Nova Prime's mm -hmm. um, planet, and, and that absolutely draws you in. It's iconic, it's beautiful, and you, you go into a queuing area that is absolutely packed with, with the imagery, with the sights, the sounds, the feel of being in that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of interactive screens. You go through, without giving too much away, there, there's there are two levels of pre-show. You're, you're surrounded by the, the characters from the, the movies, which we all, you know, have seen and loved now by now. It's extremely well done. Um, as I understand it, it was all filmed, you know, alongside them doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm -hmm. So you know they're they're fully into the 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 characters again. You really do get that feeling of being part of their universe. And then you hit the ride, and it really takes off. I mean, this is this is a, a, a it's obviously a roller coaster, but it's the kind of coaster we haven't seen before. We haven't felt before. It is a completely unique experience, and it is huge. You cannot under understate how mm. big this ride is. The feeling, the immensity when you get on the ride and you, you are going around backwards, forwards, sideways. 
you you never really know which way you're oriented some of the time because it's so smooth and it's so slick mm. uh, the the initial um blast where you hit the the big bang um and instead of going forwards into it um a la energy alan's energy adventure which is a lovely little you know if you like homage to to that previous attraction uh -huh. suddenly you're going backwards and you can't figure out how it happened and mm. then you're off and the action is is thick and fast it's all around you it's on these immense screens that have got such high definition it, it absolutely feels real if if you've ever been blasted through the screen through a movie screen mm. you know this this is it this is the full effect of what it gives you and and it is absolutely non-stop from from the very moment you board till the, the moment you get off and it is truly a superb you know piece of engineering but the the imagination that's gone into this and and the fact that it, it will you'll want to ride this two three four times to be able to see everything that's there because there is so much packed into this and while you're looking over here there's something going on there that you know the the roof has got a screen you know, there's lights there's cameras there's action it it is exactly like the feel of a Guardians of the Galaxy moving where you've got and then the mu you know the music they haven't even mm. mentioned that you've got six classic tracks you know each time you ride it you can do six different versions of the ride because the 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 soundtrack is different and it just gives it a different feel as well so yeah I mean I'm I was bowled over by this I did it three times in a row I can't wait to do it again the the initial lines for it are going to be insane but it's going to be worth it you've got me so hyped for this as if i wasn't <laughs> enough already you know three of my favorite disney attractions in the world are gardens of the galaxy mission breakout at california adventure mm -hmm. because yep. of the music and the fun and the, the yep. humor um disneyland's space mountain because it is so smooth uh and and you know the sense of speed and the projections and then crushes coaster at disneyland in paris good, good. Uh, yeah, which is yeah. which has got you know some really fun spinning action mm -hmm. and i feel it sounds like this con combines all three of those rides and then blows it up into an even bigger scale i don't want to get too deep into spoilers uh mm -hmm. mild spoilers folks we can't help it but i wanted to ask some some specific questions of you um the pre-show experience um i'm curious about how they integrate this does this feel like an epcot attraction or is this just a marvel attraction that's been dropped into epcot tell me about are there things in the pre-show that that tie this in or the or the queue in terms of easter eggs that make this feel like it's it's integrated into the the history of epcot I mean, there there are definitely some some really clever touches that they've brought into the to the the queuing area and then the pre-show. I mean, the queuing area is packed with the the sort of sci-fi world of, mm. of Nova Prime um, and the Guardians. You know, the, there's a lot of the familiarity. You'll see things that you've seen in the movies, um, but that there are two. I mean, I don't know if I should you know if if I should mention them, it, it's going to take away some of the surprise element. But there are two you should look out for um one is with the founder of walt disney world and one is for an extinct um epcot attraction okay um, and and they are just beautifully woven in because they're so it's so, it's so seamlessly done all right um you you could I'll keep my hour, eyes peeled for those yeah you could spend an hour just walking through the queue and, and admiring mm. what they've done 
with the theming there. Excellent. Because so, we yeah, probably yeah. are going to be in there for at least an hour. <laughs> well, this is very true. This is very true. And then um, my second question is, uh, in terms of the pre-show, uh, one of my favorite things about the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in California Adventure is that amazing animatronic of Rocket Raccoon. Ah. Now, I know there is there are no animatronics whatsoever in this attraction. Uh, do you feel like uh, the use of video instead in the pre-shows, did it do an adequate job of bringing the characters from the films to life? I would say with a, a, a limited yes. It's it's mm -hmm. not quite the same as I mean as you're right. That rocket figure is mm -hmm. is just superb, and it and the the humor that goes with it. Mm -hmm. But the the they have managed to to recapture the humor of the um, the characters as you do the pre-show, um, and especially as you get into the launch sequence. So I think that you know the the fact that we're used to seeing them on screen, and they are these these clever video style screens. Um, it, the comparison perhaps is Rise of the Resistance, where okay. you're you're getting the, the transport up to the Star Destroyer, um, mm -hmm. and you've got the screens with the various different characters on, you mm -hmm. know, around that that transport. So you know, it, they they managed to use the technology, I think, yeah. to to make the screens convincing. If that helps, if that really answers it, the question, it does. But uh, just to take that comparison, and you know, Rise of the Resistance, uh, you're in that shuttle and you have the the actors on the screens, but you've also got that great animatronic of uh, yeah. of Lieutenant Beck uh, there. Yeah. And to me, um, you know, the best rides always blend the physical with the digital. Um, it's it's the mix of the two that that I always like the best. But um, I'll, I'll excuse that if the ride is good enough. So uh, this is the bottom line for me on the ride. Who can handle this ride? If you are someone who's maybe uh, rock and roller coaster is a little too intense for you, if you're not going to get on the Velocicoaster at Universal, do you think you could still handle Cosmic Rewind? Probably yes. Uh, I, I, it's it's uh, it's hard to be able to speak for everyone on this because sure. everyone. Disney, yeah, Disney your your mileage may this, vary. Disney have definitely pitched this as a ride between um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Rock and Roller Coaster, and it's much closer to Rock and Roller Coaster, I think, um, in terms of the overall feel, and it's got mm -hmm. different motions. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, Ex Expedition Everest has the reverse. Um, uh, sort of launch experience. Mm -hmm. th this feels different. On to, the, the, to me, Expedition Everest is slightly discombobulating when you go backwards and you go into that tight spiral. Sure. Um, Guardians doesn't do that. Um, it's a smoother ride, um, and it's it does seem to have been completely thought through in terms of how people will feel on board. Mm -hmm. It is a dynamic ride. You will know you've been on something significant, and that. You know, your body's been manipulated in ways that probably it's not ideally designed for. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be um, off-putting for 99%, but there could well be, you know, one or two percent who come off it going, oh, oh, maybe not. Well, <laughs> I Brian, that again in a hurry. Brian in the comments just gave the most important. Uh, uh comparison saying he's heard it's not bad like forbidden journey uh because yeah. that's major motion sickness so yeah uh forbidden journey is definitely if you can handle forbidden journey motion sickness wise you can probably handle just about anything yeah this, is, they, this is more classic coaster territory it's it's not doing anything you know in different dimensions as mm -hmm. forbidden journey does that, that's really likely to upset your, your stomach and, 
and and for people who have issues with spinning um this is not a crushes coaster primeval world random Correct. fast spinning yeah. this is more of like controlled turns more like yes. an omnimover like a haunted mansion kind of turning from side yeah to side, right yeah if the if the haunted mansion you know went 30 miles an hour yeah i mean you, you'd get a very similar yeah. kind of expect that the, the individual cars do turn and pivot but it is more of a pivot than a spin mm -hmm. gotcha. um, so you know you you're facing front and then you go around one of these these big turns and the cars pivot so you're side on to the track which is really different yeah um, but it, it, it doesn't but it's go not uh it's not it's not the the mad tea party uh no, no, yeah. Thank you not. <laughs> yeah can you imagine that 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 would not be a good situation yeah uh, they'd be yeah, posing really down the track all the time um the, and in terms of uh, next to um yak and yeti because it's definitely yak <laughs> that's a good one uh in terms of physical comfort um ha you know i got to test out the seats um when i was at the destination d23 and i thought the lap bars were pretty comfortable how, how did you fit into it uh did, did you find the restraint system uh, accommodating I mean, it's, it's a really good question because now i'm thinking back about it i didn't notice them at all you know, Good. in, in terms of that's any way it kind of be. discomfort, it, it, it felt smooth, easy. Um, once I was in the car and we we were off onto the ride, I honestly didn't notice it. So I, I've got to say that's probably a that's... real um, engineering triumph from the, yeah. the ride's point of view. Yeah, um, the ride does not go upside down. If you're afraid no. of loops, you don't have to worry about that. And uh, it's not one of those restrictive over-the-shoulder collars that Correct. bangs against yeah. your neck. It's just a, a nice firm lap bar. Um, I felt I felt really secure, but obviously when I tried it, it wasn't moving. So <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> glad to see it still uh, feels just as comfortable when it's yeah, in motion. Yeah, no no worries on that score at all. Um, and in terms of the ride length, uh, you know, a lot of these rides you get on, and it's a lot you know a lot of build up, and then it feels like the ride itself is over before it starts. Did you feel like it was a satisfying length to the ride? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I was ready to do it again. Um, again, because it's got that repeat factor with more to see and a different soundtrack. But mm -hmm. you you definitely feel like you've done a significant ride over a you know a significant amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and the because of the the, the immersive nature of the the um, the action that's going on, the story that, that's around you with Eson trying to <laughs> take the the Earth back to primeval times and and change history. Um, that is you know, something that you you can really feel um, and and be experienced and, and sort of walk away from it saying, yeah, yeah, that that did the job. It told the story. It gave me a great ride experience. Um, I'm very keen to do it again. And it, it delivered. Well, I am so. Uh, I, I was already really hyped up for uh, for riding this, but now I definitely can't wait for Monday. Sort of rain you uh, back in a bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> try. I bring my expectations Whoa. back down a little. Um, but you know, that's not all that's happening at Epcot. World Showcase has also gone through a transformation. Uh, they've opened Re Remy's Ratatouille Adventure last year. Uh, they've got that Beauty and the Beast sing along. Less said about that, the better. Um, and they are running harmonious now on a nightly basis. Um, over in the world of nature, we've got a journey of water walkthrough inspired by Moana, uh, which is coming soon. 
the elephant in the room is that there are some elements of this transformation that were previously promised and are now either canceled or on hold. Uh, the complete renovation of Spaceship Earth, uh, that is TBD. Um, it looks like those plans have been indefinitely delayed. Um, however, uh, we have had some hints um, that uh, some some things are coming that uh, have not maybe necessarily been confirmed. But as Brian says here, uh, Zach Ridley, who is an Imagineer, uh, mentioned that the fiber optics in the ground, which used to be a, a great part of interventions, uh, are going to be coming back uh, in the shape of the Epcot logo. So that's a nice little tribute to the past. Um, and we have also heard that the Mary Poppins attraction, which was supposed to be going into the British pavilion, uh, I'm sorry, the UK pavilion. People in the UK get very annoyed if you refer them all as British. Um, so the UK pavilion was supposed to get a Mary Poppins attraction that was put on hold. A lot of people thought that was 100% canceled, uh, but we've gotten some hints that that might still be coming uh, down the road someday. So... Um, you know, not everything uh, that we were promised, uh, such as we're supposed to have a new film in China uh, right <laughs> now, that has just vanished off the radar. Correct. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, people were maybe hoping that another pavilion might be coming uh, to um, Epcot. We've heard Colombia and Brazil and all sorts of things uh, over recent years. It doesn't look like any of that's happening anytime soon. Um, so the transformation of Epcot maybe not quite what is originally hyped to be but still a lot of exciting things uh here and coming soon uh, other than guardians of the galaxy um uh, what would you pick as the one change at epcot that you're either you like the best or most excited about coming up well i mean i, I think it's hard to avoid you know the the, the what was going to be a very nostalgic and and very heartwarming um uh, location which is dreamers point i think that mm -hmm. They, they hopefully they've really caught the, the mood and the vibe um, and that they're going to put the, you know, give Walt the, the prominence and the, the priority that he deserves in Epcot. Um, it's been long overdue for something like that. It's all very well putting his statue, um, you know, up front in the Magic Castle, mm -hmm. the Magic Kingdom Castle. Mm -hmm. But Epcot was really his big dream and, and he's been large, well, completely missing from the, the story of Epcot, you know, up, up till now. So I would certainly be very excited to see that. Um, and on the subject of something that's missing, it was mm. really interesting that although they gave us a lot of information um, um, and a lot of detail on what's coming up, admittedly, no time scale, no, no. opening dates for no. any of these. No, no the promises. Thing, the one thing that we've, you know, was supposed to be part of the, the transformation that has now completely dropped off their, their um, talking points was the play pavilion. There oh. was not a single word about that. Absolutely. No mention. And, you know, the, we know that lots of work has been done in yeah. there. Um, you know, this is what used to be called Wonders of Life mm -hmm. uh, in between Test Track and uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. And this was supposed to have all sorts of interactive, family-friendly exhibits involving characters. Um, the only thing they've mentioned involving characters is that there will be a meet-and-greet area for Mickey Mouse and friends yeah. uh, as part of the Communicore west um yeah. you know these event buildings um but yeah uh play pavilion which was had major hype before um they've gone radio silent on that yeah that's right not not a mention of it at all and it, it is also worth pointing out that amongst the if the redesign of the redesign if you like of this this central 
um, uh, World Celebration Area, actually going back and calling one section of it Communicore, that mm -hmm. warms our hearts because obviously that's what the that area was was called originally before yeah. the intervention. So but if they're going to call it Communicore, I want them to bring back the Sperry Univac show. <laughs> we saw the computer servers and the little Pepper's ghost. No one remembers yes. that. Hardly anyone remembers Good. that. That's, well, that's yeah, a that's deep cut back. from the 80s. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. You can have that one. <laughs> um, well... You know, it's uh, it's been a, a trying time for old school Epcot fans. Um, you know, the park that that I grew up with in the 80s, that park is never coming back. Um, I appreciate, though, the, the nods to nostalgia, the the Easter eggs for the old school fans, yep. um, while still, you know, recognizing that you've got to bring in new new IP and new ideas. Um, you know, uh, more than any of the other theme parks, uh, Epcot was never intended to be a museum. Um, it's got to keep moving forward in order to stay relevant. And, uh, you know, even if I don't think every edition is perfect, I'm, I'm happy to see any sort of new investment because uh, the park went way too long just being too static. Yes, uh, yeah, very so, true. So uh, that is just about going to bring us to wow. the end um thank you so much simon for joining us stepping up <laughs> um we knocked this one out this was good uh but before we go uh i want to give another thank you to our sponsor destination with character travel um as always thank you so much for supporting us uh go check them out for your travel needs also, please, everyone, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, and also leave us a rating on Spotify. That really helps us get the word out. Um, finally, if you want more coverage from either of us or from Attractions Magazine, uh, me personally, you can find me at the UG Series on Twitter, uh, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com if you'd like to purchase my books. Uh, Simon, where can folks find you and your books? Well, I mean, our main uh, website is vanestravelmedia.net. That's where we showcase all our different writings, uh, guidebooks, magazine, newspaper work, uh, various travels over the years. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Vanest Travel Me One. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel, Vanest Travel Media, which I am desperately trying to produce as much copy from this week and, you know, get as much Guardians of the Galaxy stuff online. So, that will all be there hopefully this weekend. Excellent. Well, be sure to check that out. And if you want more from Attractions Magazine, you can always find us at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, or youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine. And until next week, I hope all of you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you next time. Bye.